Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Breaker, breaker, one nine. Hello, hello. You guys talking to music. I don't have the patience to let it stop. It lets me get my thoughts cleared. Oh, this is touchscreen, by the way. That's cool. I'm not here to listen to the music, Jason. I'm here to listen to us. Are you sure? More importantly, not Sean. <laughs> you listen to every word I don't say. I'm going to have you know Alan went to college. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't fooling me. We oh, learned him real well up there at that big old university. <laughs> <laughs> he so, learned how to swim in debt all by himself. <laughs> so we're going to turn this episode into a drinking game. And uh, it, only alcoholic if you're of age, of course. Every time that he says, I'm just a hilljack from Indiana, take a shot. I'm a hilljack from Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Born and raised in Illinois, visited Ohio and decide. You can't go to Ohio right now, Chemical. Oh. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. It smells funny. We drove through it. Oh, yeah? All of Ohio smells funny. All right. So, gentlemen, we're back around the table. Yeah. It's, I guess we are technically around a rectangular table. How does that work? It's Maybe I need somebody with the college education to inform me. <laughs> well, you see how these sides are rounded. Mm-hmm. technically <laughs> rectangle. No, leave it to the smarty over here. <laughs> I told... It's I, a rhombus. <laughs> I told Jason I'm in an argumentative mood. He said, I got just a guy. Meet Chad. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know how true this is. <laughs> Actually, I've seen both of these two argue with a paperback and win. The wins, no, I'm not going to go there. I, I had, that's inappropriate for this podcast. The last podcast got a little out of hand. No, it didn't. So uh, before we get too far down the road here, this is going to be the last podcast this season. Yep. What's the uh, sad one? Nope. Nope. That one. Oh, last podcast of the season only took three buttons to find the right one instead of two. There you go. Uh, we have a podcast season. For people that don't know, there's a season for podcasting. That's uh, what podcast season is. Yes, we exactly. know this because we didn't go to college. Yes, exactly. Well, you did. Nah, easy. I'm the only one here. Um, Left out. I went to college and wasted the biggest two years of my life. To be confirmed that I'm not an idiot at any college. What it, <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> or did they confirm I was an idiot? And I don't know, either way. But uh, we're going to get back into busy season. I don't know, when do you think they're listening to this? Probably middle of April? Somewhere in there? I don't know how many of you recorded that. I don't know about. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I didn't go to college. I can't count. <laughs> I can help you out. <laughs> your numbers guy he counts with zeros to add up his debt <laughs> I actually just count with all your guys' money <laughs> <laughs> oh, joke's on you I ain't got none <laughs> oh no oh no if you have a better actor than I thought he thought I was rich but I'm not this is gonna be one of those times where it's just like mom and dad are fighting and yeah. you know, I just sit here yeah. <laughs> you guys are the referees over there mediators so no uh, we tried to fire this up what uh, end of October 1st of November Try to hammer out as many as we can through the my slower season, which is winter. It's supposed uh, to be winter. Supposed to be winter. How'd that and go? Uh, we're getting ready to. Uh, I got uh, Con Expo coming up. You guys are probably hearing this after Con Expo, but after Con Expo, I got uh, uh, a trip to save my marriage coming up because it's cheaper to go to Hawaii than it is to get divorced. So I'm going, and then uh, it's busy season. We're we're back hammering out. So mm-hmm. we'll. Uh, if you guys got any ideas or anything you want us to do. Um, let us know so whenever we do fire back up, we can go again. It's our third season. Yeah. Most I, podcasts don't make it past the first season. I can't believe people listen to us, let alone well, still and, listen and to us. And our audience keeps growing. Yeah. Can you believe it? Yeah. I started listening to you guys. Oh, my goodness. I'm I so don't know sorry. why. <laughs> they listen to more of my episodes. They like my audio better than Jason, even though he's got this fancy equipment. But. Well, it's his podcast. I would expect that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only a little butthurt. <laughs> That's because I don't use the fancy shit. I just use the uncollege educated stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the whole actual reenactment of a phone call I've had. 
Yeah, I just put the GoPro on the tripod. You're going to have to fix it. I don't know. I uploaded it. Good luck. <laughs> Click. Nice to hear from you, too, buddy. Oh, number one podcast of the season, right? There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it was. But, no, we have no rhyme or reason to this. This has been a great platform for us to just kind of long format, discuss different things, topics. Things uh, Farmer, Chris is, Farmer Chris has been a huge asset to the podcast, so we want to thank him. Yep. Um, obviously me and you live 12 hours apart. Yep. We've done a few remotely. We try to get together as many as we can. You've done, have you done one without me? One without you. It uh, didn't do as well as I had hoped, but oh well. Then, uh, I've, I, I was still, proud of it. I, I still am proud of it. Anyway. I listened to it. I listened to my own podcast that it wasn't in. <laughs> <laughs> Quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't purposely leave you out. It just oh, I know, I uh, know. <laughs> circumstances. Even I did two podcasts tonight. He wasn't even here. Farney's literally out. He's like five minutes away. And still yeah. couldn't get him in the door. So. Uh, he's this is a true story. He's legitimately clarified this. I don't know how many times. It ain't his fault. He has stared at that camera while well, his GoPro and been like, "I am a co-host. I co-own this podcast. <laughs> There's two owners for this podcast, and I am one of them." And every of the 1500 comments on that episode, Mike, great cop, very podcast. Mike, great podcast. Mike, great podcast. Mike, great podcast. Mike, great podcast. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good gig for you. I did. Are you sure you didn't go to college? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm just working off the back of other people. <laughs> yeah. No. So many comments. Oh, I know. I, I, I can see be this whole this. Now that I've got a, a host and I'm back to being co-host, I could just be like a real life commenter over here. <laughs> Which is, yeah, what usually happens, and I, I love it. It's fun. No, no, podcast has been great. Obviously, in seriousness, I wish we would get together more than what we do. But yeah, uh, in the sake of keeping everything rolling around, um, I have with Chris being close and him being a good co-host. And there's just a lot more people pass through here yeah. than pass through your area. And I travel a little more than what you do. So it just, I just, uh, just generically get more opportunities to grab stuff and grab all the I think cans. it works well, honestly. But uh, it's working hey, out. Well, good. Uh, I try to get them uploaded. You try to, you know, you do everything. I don't have, man, it's, I'm so pressed for time. So yeah, me too. get what I can when I can. So. And that's when they don't go up on time is, that's my fault. I'm at work. <laughs> I come and home. If they're I not on Spotify or Apple iTunes or any of that stuff. That's, that's all me. You, that's all you. 100% me. There's a couple that haven't been made. I don't I'm even know sorry. how to log into that account. Do we even have one? Yeah, we do. Oh, he's just keeping all the money. I'll see how he is over. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> he drives a Maserati around Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, well, he pulled you, college boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the damn truth? <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, we did introduce our guest. If they missed the last podcast, Sean. How are you, sir? Good. Uh, friend of Jason, friend yeah. of mine here recently, Dan. Dan. Yeah. Uh, drug these guys in from the big old state of PA to talk them into helping you on your house. <laughs> yeah. Um, say that. Yeah. yeah. Broke more stuff than. Yeah. I actually fixed stuff. He yeah. did. I broke it. <laughs> Almost broke a Prius. Well, figure this would be a good opportunity. <laughs> oh, to- my God. Hold on. You'd have been so proud of Chad. That's <laughs> we're driving down here. Came out of nowhere. Center lane going through Ohio to, to get onto uh, the whatever road in Ohio. Something like that. Whatever other straight road in Ohio that has nothing around it, so any of them. But uh, there's a Prius in the left lane. He was flying. Sure he was. There's a Prius that's been in the left lane now for about five miles. Mike's- if it was flying, it'd be a Cessna, not a Prius there, college boy. <laughs> <laughs> It had so, a wing. <laughs> so Dan is in the back seat. Dan's in the back seat. I'm in passenger seat, and Chad's driving. And uh, my defense, I was drunk. <laughs> God damn it! Statue of limitations is not up yet, sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dan yells, "There's a car there." I look up in the mirror and go, "Yeah, there is." Chad goes, "They'll move." <laughs> <laughs> They are at the hitch point at this point. <laughs> and I've never seen a Prius move that fast there's as no it. Turn back. Huh? There's no turn Oh, back. yeah. They were on the shoulder and they blew by us, didn't flip us off, which was awfully nice of them, and exited as normal. They didn't even honk. I was like, they took that well. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I really should have panicked a little bit more than that, but whatever. We made it. It was, it was a good time. So we're going to take this opportunity to discuss blue collar versus white collar. 
So uh, my original intent of this is that we've done quite a few episodes of blue collar stuff and we've, we've always supported the trades and promoted the trades. So it should be like give a brief description of blue collar versus white collar. Yeah, we should define it. I'll get there. Myself. I'll get there. All right. We've, we've talked a lot about, about the blue collar uh, career path of, of going through trade school or just apprenticing and then getting a job, being okay. an entrepreneur, whatever, this, that, and the other thing. We have no content of talking to people who have become successful in their respective fields and gone the college path to getting a boring office job. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to going into that. We didn't really talk about this, but we do have a pretty good podcast with my stepdad, Barry. About I was thinking of him of too, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I was originally interested more in the, the career path, the decisions that you guys made that led you down that path. If you have any regrets, things you'd do differently, yeah. knowing what you know now, et cetera, et cetera. But Mike is insisting that this is Royal Rumble because blue collars are better than... about yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, but okay. not, I'm curious about the blue collar thing because, like, because when you said blue collar, I started thinking about like, well, that's pretty broad, right? Because to me, blue collar could be you could just be a mechanic, yeah, in a shop, right? You Tends be, to be. I like think a, the I think the terminology. Sorry to interrupt you, but I think the terminology blue collar, white collar, comes from the factories. So, like, yeah. a lot of the factories, all your guys that worked out in the factory floor wore blue uniforms. Yeah, all your guys that worked in the front office wore white. So were you working wearing a blue collar to work, or were you wearing a white collar? Were you up front in the office with a desk, or were you out in the in, in the, the, uh, the floor with uh, working a machine? Now, in today's day and age, I think blue collar encompasses a whole lot more than that, as far as uh, truck driver, construction, trade, any. My best way I know to describe it is most likely a job where you don't stay in one place. You're kind of yeah. Out and about. I, I mean, I went to a, a technical high school, trade school, and that's, I kind of look at blue collar as like all of the classes that they were offering there. Yeah. So like even my wife being a, a NICU nurse is technically blue collar because they offered that there. And yeah. then she went to a specialized school. So with a corporate gig, it's kind of the same thing. Like, so what I did with a corporate gig was very much has been in the same vein. But I know a lot of corporate cats that have gone you know, to marketing sales so it's kind of the same thing like those are very different fields yeah i, I think there's uh there's a big gray collar area in there like i'd almost put a NICU nurse in a gray collar area yeah she works in a white collared world and she's got more probably more formal schooling than most true blue collar workers right. yeah but i don't know if she's fully to the white collar and i don't want to get too caught up on who's on which side yeah, uh, you know the the far extremes are the trade guys, and then you got your doctors and your lawyers and your professors and right your CEOs and and the podcast that we we talked about this before we've we've kind of always been like you know neither one of us is like well you have to go to college kind of thing, but if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant Pretty or something, I would prefer or a microbiologist. I would prefer that you do in fact go to college. But you don't need to go to college to get a gender studies or a history. Well, even history, you probably should. But yeah. you know what we're trying to say here? I do. And so I'll just go to my first. So I went to school for MIS, Management Information Systems. But you said I am an ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, you're observant. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a good one. <laughs> Anybody else hear that? My headphones ain't working, I guess. <laughs> Cold, that's probably oh maybe you should but, go see your white collar doctor <laughs> so, this is gonna get doctor I go to a blue collar the doctor. white collared one <laughs> if you want the good medicine you go with the blue collar yeah. one yeah like, here's some meth here i'm sorry chad continue <laughs> yeah so it's like databases computer programming a little bit of that stuff and from there I, you know, you have to take all other extracurricular classes in college that have nothing to do with probably what you're going to, you know. So you go to, you waste all this, you spend a lot of money. And really, if I could have just been like, here's $70,000, can you just give me the piece of paper? That's so like the first American work? scam is worthless oh, yeah. classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it is a scam because then the first job I took or the first job I had to apply for. I remember they're like, do you know how to program this programming language, which I did. did not teach me in college. I went and got a book, teach yourself PL SQL in 48 hours. 
and just studied <laughs> it to pass the test to get my very first job. So, and my entire time, like, I very, very little has been used for my college education in my entire career. So, I, uh, that's a very interesting observant. Uh, I'm proud of you for that one. <laughs> Thank you, <Mike. laughs> You're welcome. Anytime there, Sean. Yeah. Uh, now, don't pull too hard. You'll break that so much. <laughs> this is going to get really interesting. <laughs> All right, so I think we're on the same page. That's mine. No, I, I think you're on the. It might be different though with his profession because his is. Yeah. So hold I'm, on, I'm not done with you all yet. Right, all right. So, oh, boy. no, but I, honestly, I think I agree with some of what you said. The times have changed faster than the education system can keep up with at the university level. So here's where I'm going with this: is if you're going to be one of the big ones, a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, um, there's certain classes and certain things, you know, the human anatomy has not changed that much over time. Uh, the law book changes daily, but it's still the same basic principles, right? But if you're going to school to become uh, an officer in a company, the education they provide for you is a 50-50 shot of whether it's going to be relative or not. Because the chance of whenever you get there, the way that company wants to be ran is going to be just like you said with programming. Mm -hmm. You're better off just going and reading the book or they're going to give you to work underneath that mentor and they're going to teach you everything you need to know. And let's just say you go to school and you learn IBM's way to do accounting. And then you go to this company and it's all Microsoft. I'm just using generic terms here. I don't understand why we require these education standards or thresholds for some of these jobs whenever we get hired into them. And two-thirds of what we learned, we were forced to unlearn, or we learned their way of doing it. Uh, whenever you just blew, I don't know, hundred grand on a four-year degree that you may or may not use, yep. I just, um, now is that the university's fault because they don't cater to what the employer actually needs? Or is that the employer's fault for not adapting what the university is teaching? Um, I'm just kind of, I think we're saying the same thing. I'm just curious yeah. of what your thought is because you, to be clear, you've got the four-year education. I don't. You've applied what you could at your four-year education. I'm very open about it. I got a two-year education at a trade school, and it was the biggest waste of time of my life. Mm -hmm. So what you learned in four years at said university how much of it was in three, by the way. Oh, look at you. Go get him a damn cookie. Well, you know what there, mister? I did my two years and 13 months, so suck it. <laughs> Benjamin's very proud of his intelligence. No, I, I, so no, I mean, that, I, I wanted to get, I just wanted to work. So right. for, first off, and I'm curious, so military, do you consider that blue collar? And enlisted. I, 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 so I think you start off blue collar, but you have the opportunity to move up to white collar. Yep. So I actually grew up, my, I'm from a military family. I actually grew up wanting to be in the military the full career and all. Unfortunately, I got hurt. So I got out of the military because they're like, you can't do. I was a medic and I want to be you know, a combat medic. I don't care what you are in the military. I got the utmost respect for you. I just want to say that. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's yeah, a whole, that's way, a whole other category. That's blue to me. And That's I a whole other like category. Very blue collar. Just I never went. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't even want to go to high school. I just wanted to be a Marine. You know, I ended up going to Army anyways, but I got hurt. So I'm like, okay, well, now what am I going to do with my career? I thought I was going to be career military. So it was like, I guess I'll go to college. Like, honestly, it was not like an, an intense thing. But at the time, I just knew like, okay, if I want to do something professional, I'm like, I guess we'll make was money. Was going to college your decision? Yeah. And, but it was like, I'm like if I want to get a job doing so, I want to do something in like computer programming. Like I knew I had to get a degree. Like if I could have just spend here's a hundred thousand, which is interesting, because the best computer programmer probably in the United States don't have a degree. I know. <laughs> you don't need any of that. You don't. You don't need it. It's it's a, but racket. So, so, it's a society racket. makes you believe that you need it, and if you want it, you should pursue it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you shouldn't feel obligated. So you're yeah. you're you're being you're playing politician here. You're not answering my question. What? So, out of your four year degree, what percentage of it did you find useful in the workforce? Mm, we'll say like maybe twenty percent, twenty percent of it. So eighty percent of the time you spent at university. 
or college. These other classes that they make you take because you got to fill those credits and you got to pay them. So do you think a better system to where you wanted to get in life is if you could get hired in somewhere and then be so you could train the way they want you to train, which is if you're the most valuable time you have is your time. I don't care. Like once you spend a minute of your life, you never get it back. The most valuable thing you have. Most valuable thing you have. Okay. I, I don't have one of those four years degrees, so my words get messed up sometimes. I don't have any degree, but even I, I'm just saying. <laughs> but I wish we could not waste time learning things that are irrelevant. And we could focus on learning on things that are practical, whether it's a two-year degree, a four-year degree, a 10-year degree. I don't give a crap how many years you get. If you want to follow your education, that's one of the reasons I didn't push my education any farther than what I want. I am a horrible student when it comes to learning stuff I don't give a shit about. Now, if I want to learn, if it's something I want to learn about, I, you got my utmost attention, I'll give you 110%. It's the way it is. And I feel like a lot of people are in your position. I know a lot of people oh, yeah. in the white-collar world that spent all this time. How many people do you know that got a major in said subject and they don't work in that field? A lot. A lot. I'd say at least half of the people I know, when I ask them, oh, you went to school for this? They're doing something. And then my, com- my comment to them is, well, that's a waste of time and money. And you know what they reply back to me? But I got a degree. Yeah. Okay, I got a puppy. What's your fucking point? It's a key. That degree is, is basically a key to get into the company, and it's just like a given. Like, you have to have this. Well, that puppy can be a, like, a key to get in a few places, too, if you want to. I mean, I... <laughs> I, so you know what I mean? Right, like, and I don't, like, don't take me wrong. I'm on your side, but I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, like, just a comment on what you said. Uh, a place that I used to be employed at, something that they're doing now is um, they actually foot the bill for high school students. So they, you have to apply to the company for a sponsorship, right? <clears throat> and then once you get out of high school, you start at the company and you start learning the process. And you go to different areas within the company and you have your, your general sponsor who's in charge in charge of you and you go for a semester, then you work, then you go for a semester and you work. So you end up being in college a bit longer, but you get exposed to all these other things. So it does give you like a broader scope and you don't come out with a bill. Um, I applaud that thought process. I can still blow a few holes in it, but it's... Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you you end up wasting more of your life. Right, but... If you don't like it. So, to be devil's advocate on that, somebody's going to comment, but they're going to make you sign a non-compete to stay at that company, right? Yes, for three years after. Right, which, back to the trade school world, is what's the difference if they... they, So, let's just say I go to a dealership to become a mechanic, and they're going to train me fully, which I still believe is the best way to get an education doing that. They want me to stay there for three years. And, and guys, like, it just blows their mind. I'm like, listen, dude, you're going to go to school for two years and waste your time and money and learn nothing. Mm-hmm. These people are going to pay you for two years of that. So, barely you see, you're only committing them one extra year to that. Yep. And most likely, you're going to be perfectly happy and content where you're at for another year. It takes, you know, five years before you start getting disgruntled with management and everything else. Um, <laughs> depending on the place. But, 20 minutes, give or take. But I wish more... Um, I wish we would stop qualifying people by the piece of papers they have in their possession and qualify people by the skills they have. Yep. Uh, you look at some of the most, um, Elon Musk, look at his education. Mm-hmm. Look at some of our president's education. Look at some of the most famous entrepreneurs and inventors of our time, their education. Look at Mozart. Look at some, the, so, uh, all these people. Einstein like, didn't do shipper school, right? Yeah, he was like, what the um, I might be gifted about Einstein, or whatever. Like like. <laughs> um, you know, like back in the day, uh, whenever society accepted people for the skill set they were born with, we got a lot more out of people. That's uh, a, a very good way to put that. And I think another thing, too, just to add to that is we also, like, back then, or like going back even to like the early nineties, like the internet was just becoming a thing. Now you have a lot more access to it. So the knowledge is out there. Right. So for me, some of my job is I can Google better than other people. Right. And that's, that's just a 
a, a thing that you I learn can to pick up. sense better than most people. Right. <laughs> no, and that's, that's another thing too, is like even, even that a lot of people are so dependent on um, what does the textbook say or what does this say? Right. And then like, you know, you give them like stuff that you guys do and they're just completely lost. Whereas like it's been beneficial for me to be friends with Jason because I'm out of my comfort zone and I'm learning stuff from him. Like, People's minds are wired different. I can look yep. at something mechanical with no formal education and understand it. Thanks to YouTube, I've been introduced to a lot of people, one of them being Flame and Dirt, which was on our podcast. He can look at something electronical and it just, it, everything clicks. I look at that and I see spaghetti noodle wires. You know what I mean? Yep. So I fully understand <laughs> that how you can look at a spreadsheet that has financials on it, which is something Barry would do. Everything falls in its place and clicks and makes sense. It don't do that for me. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, my world's, my, my stuff's in the mechanical. I, understand, I think that's why I'm good at operating equipment. I understand leverage and mechanics and balance and, and all that stuff. I'm going to actually, I'm going I'm to argue your point because I think what society does today and has been doing is they've been going way to one side where you say more people should go to college, even though it's probably not a good At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Not everyone should be going to college, but that's kind of what they've been selling right. at school for. I don't know, ever since I went to you know, school, there it was like, go to college, go to college is the best thing you can do. Military, what the hell you want? Like, that's what I'm doing. But everyone else like, well, I'm going to college, you know, because that's what everyone And then you do. tell them you're going to get a two-year degree, and they're like, oh, you couldn't and, get into a four-year school? Like, you said, oh, I was. Everything was like, well, why would you want to do that? Like, but, no, that's... but the fact is, is that, that the natural balance of people, if you know what the normal distribution is, this is mass statistics. So people fall on a very normal distribution. So that means there's pro- if like 80% are getting forced into college, there's probably 30% of people that should not be doing that. And right. probably would be happier get a trade skill. You know? So like that's where society has become imbalanced to where like they've Oh, I oh, hold on. this is the most important thing. Time out. Why don't that work? I don't know. For everything I've said, God damn it! <laughs> was it was it working before? I thought so. Well, I'm not saying anything again. It's not. <laughs> it's not powered up. Uh, all right. Holy crap! That's loud. Talk. Test one two. Yeah. Test these one two on three. Test test test. <sighs> Luckily, his voice carries long enough. I think my microphone's been picking him up a good bit because I've heard him in the headphones. Can't you do that in post or whatever? Turn up my, turn I, up my I'm voice. I'm going to have to. Come on, college boy. You should know this. <laughs> you, can, you can do it in post. Did you go to sound engineering school? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me know when I can finish my thought because, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, I think like oh, I agree all these that. people. So there's probably 30% of people in the population out there that have been sold this like, you should have went to college and, and they're miserable. Oh, in yeah. some corporate gig where they would have been much happy driving an exit. Uh, Shit, that, that, I'm probably one of them, you know, honestly, because yeah. <laughs> after I got it, well, I wanted to do the military thing, and if I got to do it, that would have been great. But instead, I got out. I'm like, what do I do? No one, like, no one was like, well, trade skill, no. They're like, oh, I'll go to college. I'm like, yeah, I'll go to college and get a corporate gig. And for many years, I was depressed. Like, I was like, is this really what life's all about? I'm going to work in this office looking at spreadsheets, and I kind of overcame Re- it. Reality sets Yeah. Up. Now I overcame it, and I, it became less about that. I'm like, you know what? Whatever I'm doing, I'm just going to be the best at it. And that's what I pursued for the last, you know, 12 years. I'm like, I'm just going to be really good at this. 
and I am, I'm really good at what I do. And I've now I, at this point, like I've built myself as an expert in a specific, you know, field in financials. That's kind of the same yeah. task that I took. So, on it. so for, yeah. for me, um, college wasn't a choice for me. It was, you are going to college. Um, I talked to a couple of recruiters, came home was with that, the paperwork. Uh, uh, society, your parents, parents. Yeah. So they, they had a 529 account for me. It had a chunk of money in it. And I said, okay, I'm only applying to one school. And I got into said school. And the only reason why I applied to that school was because my dad got a discount there because he worked at a hospital that was affiliated with them. So through that and a scholarship school was very cheap for me like my books cost more than my first two years um so I, I i made out really well doing that and um if i could have done it differently i would have went military yeah i mean um absolutely no disrespect to your parents but i don't agree with that train of thought yeah no like so ever and that's something that i'm I, promoting for my kid too you know I am 100% on the follow your passion bandwagon. Mm -hmm. And I've said it time and time again. If you want to grow up and be the trash man and being the trash man makes you happy, be the best damn trash man Mm -hmm. you can be. Yep. And if you enjoy it, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, Obviously, I got two kids and Jenna's in education and we, we differ on this a little bit. She thinks it's important you follow your further your education. And if they want to, I'll support them 100%. Absolutely. But I'm not paying them to go to school to party to figure out what they want to do with their life. Yep. Ain't happening. And that's when I entered school. So I wanted to go medical. So I started taking a lot of medical classes. But by the time I got to my senior year and graduated, I was burnt out. So I had a degree and I knew a couple of the courses that I enjoyed taking, which were microbiology courses. So I figured I'd give that a shot. And if I enjoyed it, you know, I'd continue it. So right after school, I landed a job and it was a good starter job, but the environment wasn't fun. But then after that, I like got an opportunity somewhere else and like really started to like hone in on like doing kind of like what Mike, someone was saying and uh, pursued it that way and became the expert on it. God damn it. (laughs) Yes, Steve. (laughs) Um, so whenever I graduated in 2000 and I wasn't the best student in high school, I got by, I can't believe that for a second, (laughs) but there, there, there was certain, I have not a single good thing to say about this, the school district I graduated from even 20 years later today, I have nothing good to say about them, but so real good. Yeah, no, um, but with that being said, I did have some good teachers there. I, I don't reflect the teachers being part of the school district. Right. And there were certain teachers that recognized my talents and realized they weren't being a student um, is a good way to put it. But if I had a dollar for every time I told somebody back in 99 or 98 that I wasn't going to college and they told me how much of a waste of my talents that was, I probably could have retired before I ever graduated high school. And I think a lot of people hear that and they, they, it gets in their head like, boy, I'm screwing up here. Mm-hmm. It did the exact opposite to me. It just motivated me even more to show them dumb SOBs that I don't have to have a college to be successful in life. And I'm not going to do something I don't want to do because I'm going to enjoy what I do every day. Now, I'm not saying that there hasn't been some bumps along the road that, that every day was was a breeze, but – Every day was a learning experience to get to where I'm at today, uh, which I still consider, and I still consider today, I'm following my education. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I still learn every day of my life about what yeah. I'm doing, how I'm going to do stuff, even building the ponds. You know, I'm constantly challenging myself to find better and more efficient ways to go about it, how to burn less fuel, how to get it done faster, how to be easier on the equipment, customer relations, how to run the finances, how to borrow money, how to pay money back, where to get it from, where to put it back. And I feel like my education is so much more diverse than what it would be if I went to four years of school and learned how to put Mickey Mouse's ears on three different ways. You know what I mean? Like it just, 
it don't make sense to me. That was a really good course. <laughs> <laughs> you missed out. Yeah. It's actually oh, four it's, now. Yeah. You got to be careful not to project, though. Huh? You got you to gotta be careful not to project yourself on everybody else. You I know agree. what I mean? Well, I, I agree with you 100%. Because a lot of people don't know what they want to do, and and sometimes going to school helps them check out a button. So that's one good thing I'll say about college. I want to say all bad because because college kind of says, "Hey, your first year, you're taking basic biology, it's a lot of general stuff. It's a lot of general, just like high school was, except it continues that. Which you know, I know a lot of kids that they didn't know what they wanted to do even after high. Like I knew I wanted to be. In the military. So I can, I, be a can I challenge that thought no. process? No. <laughs> Too bad. Here we go. <laughs> so I agree with your statement 100%. And that's probably my issue this way is people pushing that persona on me. If, if, if right. you're smart enough to go to college, go to college. Yeah, just go. But um, you are 100% correct. Whenever people come out of high school, I would say 80% of them don't have a clear path yeah. of what they want to be. I was... I, I take this for granted sometimes, but from about eighth grade on, I, I, I knew what I was going to do. There was never a question. So, Me too. So well, I didn't really live that limbo spot, so maybe I'm not the best person to have that opinion. But why go to college and take general classes and waste your most valuable asset time and go into debt, most likely – Whenever you can go hopscotch a couple real life jobs, because college is not real life in the trenches scenarios. No. So let's just say you don't know if you want to be a doctor, a pharmacist, or a teacher. You could probably do a three three month internship with all three of those in less yeah. than a year. Get paid to do them. Yep. Get some real life experience that's going to help you in those general purpose classes if you do go back to school. And if you're good at what you're doing and you're passionate, probably one of those internships is going to pick you up and pay for your school. Well, I'd just say the biggest scam part is why does it have to cost so much? You know what I mean? Like these community, there's plenty oh, of community boy. colleges. He's, he's, throwing, that, he's throwing bombs off and left field. So, so like, you know, like I, I don't, I just wish that it was more like community college, it's, affordable, so it just didn't put you in debt to find out, hey, oh, I'm you know what, college, biology is it. I'm not college educated, but I'm guessing the buildings and teacher salaries is why it costs so much. Uh, even that. So, I think it's a racket. I think, I mean, those buildings are old as shit. <laughs> <laughs> so are the teachers. Those oh, teachers <laughs> are, yeah, I mean, I so, don't know. It's a racket. What they're charging nowadays, especially, come on. So... The value's not there for the general. No, I mean the classes was, are like five hundred people. Yeah, really. was, my graduating class was forty thousand people. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. And you just think of all how much money, and then they got donors, so they got you know the alumni that pay. Like it's a racket. Yeah. They're making so much money. What are they doing with all that money? Can I talk? No. Oh. Who are you? <laughs> State your credentials first. <laughs> Zero. Absolutely none. Um. I just wanted to speak to the two or three people <laughs> watching this still that actually care and have a position on a school board that actually cares about the kids. So, boy, you're going you're going big time with the three people. I know. I was, well, I didn't. I guarantee you, none of them sit on the local school board. Yeah. Was, well, you know, I mean, rounding was as good math as I got. So, anyway. Um, my schooling or education experience, education, education, education. I learned this. Yeah, my, where I learned it and where I went to my house of, of knowledge, I think did it right. So I went to a technical high school, which also had academics because a lot of people go to Votech, which is they go to their high school for X amount of days or X amount of hours, and then mm -hmm. they get they go over to their tech school for the, the remainder. We did it all in-house. So for six days, we were in our technical field. And then for six days, we were in our academic rotation. In ninth grade, the first six months of the year, in your, on your tech side, you had to go to every tech shop offered for two days. It was called the ninth grade exploratory program, which means that I went through cosmetology. I went through, yeah, I went through... Uh, Elect all the electrical classes, electrical occupation, the, the computer science classes. I went through robotics. I went through civil engineering. 
I went through emergency services. I went through the nursing program. And then I ended up going through the automotive sections, the diesel tech, and I ended up on motorcycle repair because I was racing quads at the time. And as a high schooler, I was like, that'll help me yep. in life because <laughs> I can make my quad faster. Go fast. Yeah. But I mean, I learned a lot in that class, which is a whole nother rabbit hole I'm not really getting into now. But that allowed me to figure out what I think I might want to do and then also get a very good education in that field that let me get into the workforce right away. The other side to this story is that my tech school, you know, the dumb idiot tech school that I went to, had the highest test scores on the academic side in the county. Because A, it was important for us to graduate, but B, a lot of the lesson plans that were taught were geared toward the trades. So the people that were in this school were interested in this, so they kind of kept your interest, and they, you know, they, they made it relevant. Uh, which basically meant that, okay, so you went through your ninth grade exploratory program, and you also had to apply for your shop class. You didn't just say, this is what I want, here it is. You had to apply for three of them. You had to generate a resume. You had to turn the resume in with a cover letter and everything. You had to go on an interview with the shop class teacher. And if it was a popular shop, you might not have got it. Like, you know, they actually, they treated mm -hmm. it like a job, which gave you real-world experience in something that's not usually taught in schools. Um, but then, if you went through the tax school, which I know a lot of friends of mine at the time did, and they didn't want to do that at the end, you still have your four-year high school diploma that allows you to go now apply for college. So I got to try that out, and it turns out I liked it. But I had friends who tried that out and didn't like it, and then they just went through their four-year degree or whatever. Or, um, like I have a couple friends that went through the nursing degree, they actually had programs in high school that applied credits towards their... This in Pennsylvania? Yeah. And like I said, I'm speaking to the three people that might actually give a crap about a student's future still that have a position of power or something where they might be able to implement something like this. Yeah. It worked very well for me. Sounds good. Well, back to James's point over here mm -hmm. is... <laughs> Can I call you Jimmy? Jimmy's fine. Okay. Just not Jim? The schools... Not Jimbo. Th this even goes to our local school districts. The people in charge run them more like a business than a school. Yep. Yeah. It's all about dollars and cents and keeping donors happy and making sure they got the nicest, biggest gym and uh, so on and so forth and and competing with each other. Mm -hmm. And the the best possible outcome or route for the students gets lost sometimes. Um, and to kind of circle back to what you were talking about, I have zero issues with white collar jobs. I have zero issues that anybody that truly wants to get a four-year degree. If that's what you want to do, by all means, dig in with both heels, pursue it, uh, be proud of it, the whole nine yards. Um, I'm just a little bit bitter because whenever I decide I don't want to do that, don't look down on me because it's, I can't. Yeah. Oh, or I'm not good enough. Yeah, I was looked down the whole time I went through that. Um, and still to this day. I've got, I go, I, I'm thinking back to the class I graduated with and the people I know. Um, there's some very successful white collar people in my class. But us blue collar guys make more money than them. Yep. And, I, and I can guarantee you, us blue collar guys <clears throat> are much happier and have less stress. I would say it's, I mean, it, it, there's going to be use cases and examples on both sides. You're probably right. That's yeah. fair. But um, speaking from my circle of friends, I mean, excluding these two, I probably make... We're his friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? You yeah. like us? Robert, I learned something Robert's today. like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. I would say excluding you two, I can comfortably say I make more than almost all of my friends. And I don't even know if that's true. Well, but I have good news. Yet. I'm not a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's actually, that's an interesting yeah. point I'd like to make. <laughs> what are you, blue collar or white collar? Oh, I'm blue collar all the way. I ain't no white collar ass over here. Well, what about your social media influencing? It's white collar. It's white collar stuff. 100%. 
You consider that white collar? The way I do it. Not blue collar? White. Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. No, the um, – all right, so let's recap the question. Yeah. Obviously, my excavating business. So I'm a business owner, so does that make me white collar or blue collar? I mean, I think we're getting off into the weeds and stuff that's 100% irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's completely irrelevant. My point is the, the people oh. that I'm in, in contact with daily – who all have these four-year degrees, who may or may not think that they're better than me, because there are some of them. And that's fine. I don't care. Maybe they are. I don't look at it like that. Yeah, I I think of – this is a a gentleman maybe we need to have on the podcast at some point. It's it's, um, probably my closest cousin I had growing up, Ben. I have no idea if Ben listens to this or not, but if he does, he'll – Maybe be able to chime in or maybe we get him on the podcast at some point. He graduated from Purdue with a four-year degree in engineering. Mm-hmm. Or corporate America for bank. I guess I can say Bank of America. I don't think he's going to mind. Uh, his wife had some opportunities to relocate, and he kind of took a job as a mechanical engineer with uh, a company that was not financially sound at the time. And he's basically worked himself back up to uh, being the owner of this company now. It's, it's a, They make parts and pieces for – assembly line they make oem parts for case and a lot of other companies so it's substantial operation he's got over 100 employees working for him but i've kind of seen ben's transition over the years like whenever he worked in corporate america for the bank he was as white collar as white collar got he went to work for this company that was failing and helped build them back up and he was kind of on the fence a little bit we just recently went and toured his factory and got to see his operation. And he's acting owner, CEO of this business. I'd put him as blue collar as blue collar gets, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. We walked to that factory with him. He knew every employee by name. Every employee knew him by name. They talked about their kids' sports game from the night before, which tells you they talked on a regular basis. Yep. Uh, they're developing some stuff. And, you know, I can sit there and have a knowledgeable conversation with him about something. He's got all the engineering degrees in the world i got nothing but mm-hmm. he still respects me enough to know my opinion about what's going on and we can have you know good co- we're on an even playing field this good dialogue he knows a whole lot more about this stuff than i do but he knows about it from a computer simulation aspect right i know a whole lot more about what he's talking about from a real life perspective and he values that um which i think that's what makes him good at what he does is he can marry those two together and figure out where the happy medium is mm-hmm. so I, I, I just want to say that scenario because I know I've been kind of well, passionate about some stuff. I don't want to stereotype everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. I fully understand that everybody, there's, there's good people and there's good intentions on all sides of everything we talked about. My whole point of this conversation is, is I do not want anybody to be peer pressured or forced down a path they don't want to go down. Agreed. I want people to be able to choose their path and walk down it themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. I want, that's why when I was saying earlier, like let's define blue collar and white collar and what we're talking about. Because when you talk about like that guy, to me, you can have a white collar job, but there's a difference between down to earth people right. and entitled people, right? right? Like I know people that are white collared, they're wise, like literally look down on a guy like you yeah. or a guy like you for what you do because they just think they're better. They right. think their choice of life and their lifestyles Those are, are better. Those are the people I have all kinds you know, of fun And with. me too. And me too. There's, and like the, where I work at, this corporate gig, like I don't really get along or hang out with anyone at work. I'm just not on the same wavelength because I'm a, I'm a blue-collar guy right. in a white-collar right. job. Right. You know right. what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. just like that CEO, blue-collar dude in a white-collar job. Yeah. They're all over. My buddy John McGregor. My buddy John, I didn't want to throw his name out there. He owns a uh, home development company. <laughs> Way to go, Pat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy makes, you know, he's got $100 million like housing projects. Whatever. Very well off. He's still the same down-to-earth right. dude. You know what I mean? We treat everyone. We treat the, you know, the, the, the guy cleaning the toilets, whatever. Like, I treat him as the same as I treat the managing director of this division because that's who I am. Like, I don't, I don't care where you came from. Like, I'm going right. to treat you all the same. Because yeah, everyone deserves that. Until you prove otherwise, yeah, I'm going to treat you with respect. No, uh, that's very well said. And my cousin Ben and I, we had one of the same mentor. It was our grandfather. Um, very, very, very well respected local businessman. And that was always his motto to a T is, it don't matter if you're the janitor or you're the principal. 
he's going to have the exact same conversation with you either way. That's just to add on to that. My grandfather um, passed away a a while ago. He was in World War II um, over in uh, Japan, and he was an MP, so military police, and all the POWs that they had worked the hardest for him, and he was asked why, and he said he treats them like people. Yeah. And so that's something that's just kind of stuck with me. So, like, I, I'm in the same boat as Steve over here. I worked I worked with a guy one time. He would get so hung up on titles. Yeah. Yeah. It, titles mean nothing to me. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I would go to a trade show or I'd go here or there and, I don't care whether he was the salesman or the CEO. If he asked my opinion, I was going to give him the same opinion. And I got accused of being disrespectful in a few things. And sometimes I'm like, no, like that's their job. You know, um, if he wants to know what I got to say, I don't care what his rank or his position is at the company. I'm going to tell him and I'm not going to hold back. I'm still that way today. And I, I guess in a corporate world, sometimes there, there has to be uh, an order uh, to some extent. But in my world, that don't mean anything to me. So to that I don't point, know if that makes sense, but hopefully it does. No, well, I, I follow that, point, that. You're supposed to respect people. You should respect everybody. But you're supposed no to matter res- what their title is. Yes, but you're supposed to respect your superior, correct? Okay, so if the CEO comes up to you and says, hey, Mike, what do you think about this? And Eugene over here is your boss. It doesn't matter. He asked you. Aren't you supposed to give him the respect of honesty? Mm-hmm. Should you lie to him? Because that's disrespectful. So I'm going to flip that around here a little bit. Let's say Philip over here is the CEO. <laughs> CEO yeah. And he comes to me. Yeah. And I'm the employee, right? Yeah. And Philip asks me what I think about something. I know whether he's just doing it to do it or if mm-hmm. he's truly interested in what I got to say. Yes. That's, and I think that's where Ben excels because whenever I'm using Ben as an example, but if he asks his employees about something on the line, he's not asking to be nice. He's asking because he cares yeah. and he generally wants to make it better. Right. And we've all been in the position where somebody, politicians are probably the number one that comes to mind. I've dealt with a lot of CEOs at trade shows. I've dealt with a lot of um, high up people with some YouTube stuff. And I can tell who's just asking the question to ask the mm-hmm. question mm-hmm. and who is generally interested in my input. And that usually dictates how the conversation or how the relationship proceeds. Um, I, I don't, it don't take any schooling at all to, to know, you, to read people. You know what's funny about that? Uh, I would say any child under the age of like eight is an expert at telling who actually cares. Mm-hmm. It, it's amazing. And these, and a lot of people, I'm not even going to group who the, the ranking or whatever. A lot of people think that they can get one over on somebody. Yeah. It's like, no. That's what I hate about corporate middle, middle management because, so there's like a saying in the military, if you want to find out how the war is going, go talk to the guys in the trenches. Because mm-hmm. they really know and they're going to tell you how the war is going. And in corporate America right now, I've seen this at multiple companies. If you if if some of those higher ups would go talk to people in the trenches and take their on, get honest opinions back, they'd probably get more out of it. Because instead, what you have is stacks of middle management, and it seems like a lot of these people, their entire job is just to make things look good, no matter yeah. how bad they are. Keep their job. Their their entire purpose is to look good and get that next position. They don't actually give a crap about their employees. When you were talking about employees earlier and how important, how you cared about your employees, there's so few true leaders, like real leaders, managers that care about their employees. They're just looking out for their next promotion. They're trying to make their numbers look good for their boss. That boss is making their numbers look good for that boss. uh, That's a huge problem broadly. Across yeah, corporate America, right? I now. see that even in yeah. the industry that I'm in. Yeah. Like, there's it, a lot of people that are really good at reporting up, yep, but not so much down. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the whole success of the TV show Undercover Boss, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it exposes exactly yep. what you're talking about. And there's, I think, I'm gonna go back to Ben again, and um, but having that connection from the top to the bottom and an open communication chain. 
it alleviates so many small little petty wars that never even get started mm-hmm. because they're nipped in the bud and stomped out so quick they never have a chance to fester. Whenever you got all those layers of bureaucracy you have to go through, yeah. and our natural instinct is to always assume we're getting screwed, right? Yeah. So it just keeps because you are. it just keeps building and keeps building and keeps building and uh now i know like what ben does for example is impossible to do at a bigger scale like he's probably at the top of what he can do there but even at the biggest companies and you know wish barry was here for this conversation because he's ran some of the biggest companies there's still the way i have a presence from top to bottom to know where people so people will know you care Everybody sitting here knows that I work for Blockbuster Video. Mm-hmm. And, um, You're the chairman, aren't you? Right? No, I'm Did just you make a it simple mechanic. Hey, uh, like, uh, how I want to say this? You realize Blockbuster Video crashed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't work for that video <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, different video line. <laughs> That's Hollywood Video. Uh, I work for Blockbuster. Okay. Anyway. Biggest mistake is you, you should have bought Netflix. Just saying. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Wasn't my... Well, I'll get into why this is not um, my fault. A hint for you in the future, don't set it on fire. Sorry. <laughs> I don't work... <laughs> I do not work for Hollywood Video. Thank you very much, and everybody who I know that sent a link to that. Anyway. So, to get in... To blockbuster video to do what I do, there's a test, and it's a general knowledge test, and it's a joke. I mean, it's like, do you know the Dewey Decimal System? Well, we don't use that with videos anyway. I think it doesn't matter. You know, can you um, can you make change at the register? Yeah, you know, very basic things. And a lot of it, like I said, it's outdated. It's irrelevant. I passed this test. Somebody will call this somebody. Tom applied for Blockbuster, was given the test, and failed the test. Tom is my boss. Can you explain that to me? It's called nepotism. (laughs) And I'm not saying Tom's a bad boss. I'm not, because he's actually, he's a good boss. But Blockbuster got a lot of money from Netflix. They felt bad. And um, Blockbuster hired like 18,000 managers <coughs> company-wide. Then Blockbuster decided that where they used to have a manager managing... Oh, this movie talk. I need some popcorn. Yeah, managing <laughs> 30 people. Now we have managers managing three people. Like, you want to talk about micromanaging, this is where we're at. And what it is is it's a bunch of yes-men yep. who can only report up. You know, so I don't live quite in the corporate world you guys do yeah. for obvious reasons because I'd probably be shot by the mob. <laughs> but part, you know, like uh, Aaron a little bit, where Aaron in the position that Aaron's at, or I'm thinking of another friend of mine, Brett Lettering. Um, they got people out here running these massive projects straight out of college with no experience whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, how and why and what? Well, it's simple. The people that are smart enough to run these projects are smart enough to not take to a job. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very enticing to somebody straight out of college to go hire straight into that position. But they have no idea what they're getting into, oh, no. nor are they qualified. Exactly. When the people that are qualified are smart enough not to take the job to start with. Yeah, so here we have. And then the people that don't take the job that are smart enough to have the job are also smart enough to know how to make that person's job. Absolutely miserable. Yeah. It's true. So and who's like, right or wrong? It's it's just a big, bad circle yeah. of yeah. chaos. And you're smiling because you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, you made me think of this one thing. So we, at a lot of these companies, right, you got these people that are paid millions of dollars to be the leader, right, to, to be the one to pick the direction, to make the decisions. These people, instead of actually doing what you pay them to do, what they'll do is they'll hire a consulting firm like Deloitte. And they'll pay them millions of dollars to come in and tell us what to do because if that is wrong and we fail, passes responsibility. It's not my fault. Yep. Deloitte told us to do this. Yep. I've seen, I can't tell you how many millions and millions of dollars of consulting I've seen. Why do you just think get, consulting is such a big business? Oh, 
And, and the thing is, these consultant firms come in and they just have a generic template that they tell all the companies the same thing to do. It's not, it, it's tailored to your company because they put your logos on right. it. But how could these consulting firms really know how your company operates and what's your DNA? They won't because they haven't been there for the years that you should have been here knowing your people, right. knowing what exactly what kind of culture you really do have and what and you are capable of. if you want to piss off the yeah. infrastructure or the culture of a company from the top all the way to the bottom, yep. you do just what you're talking about. Yep. Oh, yeah. They, these consulting firms, about. they're like 10 million. I'm like, I could have did it for 500000 Next time, just ask me and I'll tell you what to do. Yeah. It drives me nuts. Yep. I'd do it for 15 bucks and a wild card. <laughs> I'd do it for free coffee. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's. Well, let's, let's face so the wasteful. facts. There is no wrong or right answer to anything we talked about. No, it turned into just venting. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, and I'm going to say it again. What I want to come out of this conversation is, is do what you want to. Yeah. If you want to yeah. work for six months to figure out which direction you want to do it if you want to go to college to work or go to college to figure out which direction you want to do do it if you know you want to be a doctor a lawyer a teacher a professor anything like that do it if you want to be a carpenter do it if you want to be a bowl maker do it like make the decision be yours that's yeah, yeah. don't get stuck in a hole you know, go and, go try those and, and things. And I don't think it's fair for for a four year degree person to look down on saying, a trained person. Down. Yeah, because I guarantee you one thing: I sure well, as hell don't look up to them. You guys are kind of. No. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. say I want to go that far. Just because he's short, stop picking on. Him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, don't the, don't look down on somebody because I'm not no. looking up to you. Yeah, yeah. and like yeah. I, I used the money example 100%. earlier because that's apparently why a lot of people like look down on me. Oh, you didn't go to college. You must yeah. be poor. Well, I'm poor, but not because I didn't go to college. So there, here, here's a study. I'll, <laughs> I'm just I'll, uh, I'm just like, <laughs> here, here, This is a real study. You can look it up. Harvard did this study. It was called a happiness study, right? And it was like back in the 20s or 30s, and they basically took a bunch of Harvard grads, and they also took a bunch of blue-collar people from Boston. Did you go to Harvard, Carl? <laughs> I went to Stanford. So, so they took, you know, like, you know, a whole bunch of these people and they said, Hey, we're going to do a long-term study every year. We're going to survey you. And the survey is like, okay, what are you doing for work? Uh, you know, what's your family life like? Are you happy ultimately? And they followed these people for, you know, I don't know, 80 years. And ultimately they found the Harvard grads and the blue collar was the people that were happy, no matter if you were rich or poor, were the people that had good family lives, good relationships, meaningful relationships. If you were rich as hell, but your kids hated you and you were divorced five times, or if you were, those people were miserable. It did not matter what, your, what the Harvard or blue collar, it did not matter how much money, it was all about do you have good relationships around you? That's what made people happy. And the rest I, of it, I didn't know matter. you're not supposed to take your work home with you. But if you're happy at work and passionate about what you do, there's a really good chance you're going to yeah. have a lot better relationships at yeah. home. And if Absolutely. you're miserable at work and you're going to just dump it on your kids oh, yeah. and you're going to dump it on your wife, like I know I've actually unfortunately done that until it, like it, I had to come to terms with my corporate gig. And then once I figured that out, then yeah. everything That's where else Jen improved. and I are so different because I don't bring work home, period. Like once I get home, I don't want to talk about my day. Yeah. Yep. I mean, once I go in the house, I don't want to talk about oh, my day. Say, That's home. <laughs> I don't want to talk about my day, good or bad. I just like I'm done with work. I'm done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, she wants to sit there and tell me every little bits and pieces about what happened that day, and I hmm. I try to do my best, but it's I don't do a very good job of it. I'm like, no, I'm the same way. As soon as I leave that door, yep. I'm done. And I, and I can tell if I have a bad bad day, she knows I had a bad bad day. Yeah. But I can tell every time she has a mediocre bad day, and I'm like, <laughs> work's over. We're home. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the gig's up. <laughs> Turn it but, off. But I agree with 100% everything you said. And if you're happy and passionate about what you do, there's a better chance you're going to have everything you just said. Yeah. Um, so go try it. If you're miserable, well, we live in America. Luckily, you can. You know, do what you can to do something else. So yeah, let's not forget we live in the greatest country on earth, and we have options. Yep. yep. Not everybody so has so far. That's <laughs> like just don't be scared As and just take time the chance. Of recording this. <laughs> <laughs> As of today, before the feds break in. Well, gentlemen, it's getting late, yeah. and we're gonna have to call. Do you guys get to drive tomorrow? Yes, sir. 
I got to go to work tomorrow in a job I'm passionate about. <laughs> That's because you're blue coat. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I'm doing fun stuff tomorrow. I'm going to some demo days with, with the case guys. So. Oh, yeah. Should That's be a cool. good time. I'm working tomorrow, too, from the road. From the road. Yeah. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this season. A few points from perfect. Hopefully we'll be back next year with some more stuff. Yeah. Um, I hope uh, nothing anybody took in this podcast was out of context. It was just meant to be some perspective on a lot of different things. Talking. I hope we pissed everybody off. I know. Well, <laughs> now, staying easy. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty simple on the internet these days. I was just good. more interested in introducing everybody to Dan and Kyle. <laughs> I'm Dan, he's Kyle <laughs> Alright, well Jared, you want to tell everybody good night? Alright, good night We'll catch you on the next one, thanks for listening See you Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day That crispy fish, that savory Tartar sauce, that melty cheese That pillowy bun Yeah, you get it Every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.